real as it gets. This is Nash Gruner, the son of Olivia Gruner, and you are listening to the UCW radio show in your face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW radio in your face. Give it to me, baby. All right, welcome back to the UCW Radio Show, and I want to thank you for joining us again for yet another great show. We have another great guest that's going to be coming on in a minute. I just want to remind all of our listeners uh, to let you know that you can actually go and listen to all our past shows at ucwmagazine.com and get to know our guest, uh, our special guests that come on. You know, there's some inspirational, some amazing people that come on from Hollywood to music, uh, authors, so on and so forth, athletes, uh, some great people that you want to get to know. And you can follow them on social media. Their links are on there on their on their profile page and find out more about them. And our guest today is, you know, it's right in that realm. You know, she's an Olympian. She holds numerous records in track and field to this day. And she's doing some amazing things for uh, young athletes. Uh, she's been doing it for the past five, six years. And uh, it's just an amazing thing. I don't want to get too much into it. I want her to actually speak about it. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Olympian Sharifa Boxdale to the UCW Radio Show. All right, Sharifa. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great, Lou. Doing great. How are you doing today? I'm happy. I'm <laughs> well, glad that <laughs> glad that you give me the opportunity to be on the show. Well, you know what? Why wouldn't I give you the opportunity? Olympic gold medalist. You've done so many things. You're doing more great things now. You know, uh, yeah. You know, let, let's highlight what 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 you what you have going on. Um, okay. Well, what I want to do is, as I do with all my shows, and I just repeat it on each, each show. I want to go back to the beginning. You know, so that our our listeners have a good idea of you know, where you were, where, where have you been, and where you are today, so they can follow your journey, because you have a lot of things going on now that are, you know, you're continuing to move forward. So let's start at the beginning, you know, how did you get involved in track and field? Well, uh, Lou, how I got involved in track and field is that uh, I was a freshman in high school, and my brother ran track, mm-hmm. and so I really um, follow in the footstep of my brother because I really wanted to be like him. Mm-hmm. So he was my hero. He was he was everything to me because of the fact that my father died uh, when I was nine years old. My brother was twelve. So I started running track and found out that I could run. Mm-hmm. And so as time went on, um, I was it was my freshman year and I didn't make the uh, to the state. Mm-hmm. And then my junior, my sophomore and junior year, I, cl- I kept climbing up the ladder. But if it wasn't for Ralph, Ralph Boston, who was the gold medal winner in 1964 in the long jump, I don't think that my track career would have taken off the way it had. Why is that? Because Ralph Boston took an interest in me and he saw something in me that I didn't see as a child. Mm-hmm. So he lived in Knoxville, Tennessee, and so he uh, had me on his track club called the Knoxville Track Club. Mm-hmm. And I would drive back and forth from Harriman, Tennessee, my hometown, to Knoxville during the summertime. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he said, uh, Miss Barksdale, he told my mother, he said, Miss Barksdale, you have a diamond in the rough. 
says she has everything it takes to get a scholarship to a D1 school. So my mother said, oh, really, Ralph, do you really think that Sharifa has that? And so he said, oh, yes, ma'am. So he talked my mother into letting me go to this camp in Denton, Texas. It was an all-women's school. And so that summer, my mother uh, allowed me to go to Denton, Texas with Ralph Boston to a track camp. And it was that defining moment that kind of put you on a path to, to some greatness. Yes, and um, what was so funny is as my junior year approached, I went to the state meet. I took second and third place, and then my senior year, I went to the state meet uh, by myself. Mm-hmm. I ran the 100, the 200. I did the long jump, the high jump, and the 100 uh, yards hurdle. Back then, it was yards. It wasn't meter. Mm-hmm. I set records in all of those events. In fact, all of those events still I still hold all the records except for the 100-meter hurdles, and it was broken about maybe three years ago. I single-handedly won the state meet by myself. Oh, wow. And that's when all the colleges started looking at me. Uh, the Really, when I was in college, no one really, when I was in high school, excuse me, when I was in high school, no one really looked at Sharifa. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, she was good, she was this, but she wasn't. You know that D one material. Nobody believed. So, no, nobody believed in you. No, no, no one believed in me except for this one man at Old Dominion, Doctor Gibson, Coach Gibson, and he kept on recruiting me. And my heart, you know, want a piece of my heart wanted to go there because of the fact that he was the only one that was recruiting me. Mm-hmm. But then another piece wanted to go to University of Tennessee because my brother Val Barksdale, who played football there, was the first true freshman to ever start at University of Tennessee in mm-hmm. football as a uh, free safety. So I'm like, dang, I really want to go to University of Tennessee. And I also wanted to go to uh, Tennessee State, the Tiger Bell, because of Wilma Rudolph was my hero. Mm-hmm. And Ralph Boston put Wilma Rudolph on the phone with me, and she gave me words of encouragement before I won the state meet my senior year. So no one was looking at little old Sharifa, you know, okay, she's from Harriman, Tennessee, blase, blase. So then the day that I was going to sign my scholarship with Old Dominion, University of Tennessee called mm-hmm. and said they wanted me. And my mother said, Sharifa, are you sure you want to go there? Because they're not offering you a full scholarship. This is only a partial scholarship. I said, Mama, I'm going to University of Tennessee. I know I can work hard enough to get a full scholarship. So I had to call the people from Old Dominion and Coach Gibson. He was so sweet. He understood Mm -hmm. because I really wanted to go to Tennessee. So I ended up signing a partial scholarship the next week with University of Tennessee. Well, as I go after my senior year was over, when I go and get checked into the dorm at University of Tennessee, and there was Benita Fitzgerald, there was Delisa, there was Joy Clark. So you have all of these potential Olympians that had and that was at the University of Tennessee. So I'm like, oh, my God. I said, I'm going to have to, you know, really run. So I remember one thing that Ralph Boston said. He said, Sharifa, when you go there to University of Tennessee, always be at the front of the pack. Said, let them look at your back, not you, not you looking at their backs. Mm-hmm. So I always remember, remember that. So as time went on, I made All-America my freshman year. 
So I went into the office to Terry Crawford, who was the coach back then, and I said, Terry, you know, I'm doing A through Z. I think I deserve a full scholarship. So she said, well, you do, Sharifa. So at that point, she ended up giving me a full scholarship. I ended up running very well in so many events at the University of Tennessee, and then I became later an Olympian in 1984. And in 1983, I set the American record. Well, Sharifa, I want to step back a little bit to, to college. When you took that partial scholarship and you took that leap of faith, because that's a leap of faith because no one – was bankrolling the rest of your, your schooling. So this right. is this is stuff you had to do on your own and it was a risk. Yes. So you went it was a, you went there not knowing, not knowing what was gonna happen. But I went there knowing uh, you know, I knew that I I knew what type of person I was. Because right. I'm a very determined very dedicated, very motivated, and I knew I had the willpower. Only thing I needed was that window of opportunity. And once that opportunity was presented to me, I knew without a shadow of doubt that I could run with those girls that was on that team. Nobody couldn't tell you that I couldn't because I know me. I know who I am and what I am and who I am. So I knew at that point, come hell of high water, Sharifa was going to be there with those other potential Olympians. I love it. I love it. That that's why <laughs> I mean go going by see, when you take those risks and you believe in yourself, and that's the big thing, believing in yourself. You believe in yourself and you can actually go and you, you can envision what can happen. Then going and again, you were there in a position you yes, partial scholarship. You don't know how you're gonna pay the rest of the scholarship. You're right. hustling and you're running and you're running your heart out. You're listening to the, uh, a coach that believed in you and you're you're making things happen then for you to go to the admissions office and say hey you need to give me a full scholarship because i'm that good right right and you know what and the thing about it is i worked hard because at the end of the day whether back then or today anything that people do in life when you put in the work when you put in the de dedication at mm -hmm. the end you cannot hide hard work because it's going to be a proven fact that you worked hard and i never will forget when we were we were it was indoor meet and i always wanted to go to the Melrose game mm -hmm. but i wasn't good enough to go to the Melrose game because terry would took she took her very best at the Melrose game mm -hmm. so we Finally got to go to the Merrill game. We was going to go for the 4x4 relay. It was Jordan Clark, um, Delisa Walton Floyd. It was uh, Kathy Rattray and myself. Well, the week that we were supposed to go, the week before we were supposed to go to Merrill's game, Kathy Rattray had a stress fracture. Oh, wow. So we didn't get to go. So I was just so I was just like I was just like crying, like oh my god, I cannot believe this is the opportunity for me to go to the Merrill game, and now we can't go. But you know, in life, you know, back then I didn't understand. But we have, in order for us to succeed in life, we have to fall. Mm -hmm. We will have setbacks, but we can only we let those setbacks only hold back temporarily. But that's when you have to get up. Dust yourself off and get back on that horse and ride it. And and you face adversity and just going back to your childhood and growing up. I mean, you you dealt with you dealt with a lot of loss and you had to follow. And you, your your role model wasn't 
another woman. It was your brother who was actually making stuff happen. So it kind of pushed you in that direction and you, you believe in yourself and you kept, you kept going. But, you know, facing that adversity, as you just said, and falling down and getting back up, if it doesn't kill you, it's just going to make you stronger, right? Right, right. And see, when I was in high school, we didn't have a track. I ran on, I ran on grass. I ran on dirt. So we didn't have a track. And then after I made the Olympic team, then when I went back home, they built a track named Sharifa Barksdale Track, uh, nice. Track Stadium. And then they gave me the key to the city and I have a street that's called, that was named after me. But those things came with hard work. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't worked hard and had a dream and had a vision, none of those would have come to pass. I love it. I love it. You know, and you know, the, th <laughs> the other thing is, Sharifa, you know, this is why you and I get along. This is why, you know, I, I have the utmost respect for you is because you have accomplished so many things, but your level of being humble is ridiculous. The humility that you have because you know what it is not to have. Right, and, right, right. And what you do for kids, and we're going to talk about what you're doing for kids, and you know, after the break, because we're going to take a break in a little bit, you know. But just what what you've done, and then to go from nothing, and you you went to the Olympics. So, so actually, you know what? Let's talk about. Did you go to the Melrose Games before the Olympics? Uh, no, I I went to the Melrose Games in 1986. Never never had the opportunity to run there until after the Olympics. Okay, so let's go into the Olympics. How did you get on the Olympic team? Okay, well, let me, let me I'm going to back up to uh, uh, 1983. Mm -hmm. No, actually 1982. Terry Crawford called me into the office, and so she said, Sharifa, she said, I'm going to take you out of the 110 hurdles because I don't think you're good enough, because we already have our number one hurdler, Vanita Fitzgerald. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so this lady, she got me up here at University of Tennessee. Now she's telling me that she doesn't think that I'm good enough for the 100-meter hurdles. So being brought up the way my mother brought us up is that no matter what you do in life, you have to have a positive and great attitude. Sure. So I said, okay, this coach, she, she gave me the opportunity, so I'm going to listen to what she has to say. Mm -hmm. So she said, okay, Sharifa, you've been running the 400. She been, you've been on the relay, and you've been All-America. So I want to try you in the 400-meter hurdles. Now, mind me, this is a foreign language to me. You're talking about the 400-meter hurdles, running 10 hurdles all the way around the track, mm -hmm. and you won't lift the Sharifa to run this. So she said, yes, I do. I said, okay, Terry. So, you know, I got there, and I was trying to get my steps down and stuff like that. Now, mind me, I'm still de determined to conquer this mm -hmm. because I, failure is not in my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Can't is not in my vocabulary. No is not in the, my vocabulary. So I knew I had a job to do in order to keep my scholarship. Mm -hmm. So I did really well in the 400-meter hurdles in 1982. So she sent me to Palo Alto, uh, California, by myself to run in a track meet. Mm -hmm. So I ran, and I won. A man by the name of Brooks Johnson came to me. He said, young lady, 
He said. So you wait. You went, you went. You went to Palo Alto, California, by yourself, without your team, without any support, to go yes. running a race for your school and not know, <laughs> not knowing anybody over there. I love it. I love it. It's good stuff. Right. And so and so I'm like I'm so so I'm nervous right. because that morning that morning before the race I couldn't eat anything. Only thing I uh, did I can remember like it was yesterday is I drank some tea. Mm-hmm. So after I, I won the race, now, mind me, my steps were off. I really didn't know how to run, and my steps were off and all that kind of stuff. So a man named Brooks Johnson came to me. He said, young lad, he said, you have a future in these 400-meter hurdles. He said, you messed up on your steps, but your speed is so incredible that that's how you run. He said, what got you here? Always remember, what got you here will keep you here. So in 1983, a man by the name of Lawrence Seagrave came to University of Tennessee. He ended up coaching me and coached me to my American record, which I was the first one to break, run under 55 in the 400-meter hurdles. My American record was 5490. Mm-hmm. And from then, I just took off of and ended up perfecting the 400-meter hurdles where I was able to alternate. I was the type of runner if, if you're going to catch Sharifa, you're going to have to really bring it because I'm taking it out. I'm talking about whatever I have left at the end of the race. That's If I have to die at the end of the race, you're going to die with me, but I'm taking that race out. Nice. nice. So you said you <laughs> set the standard. Yes, yes. So now you you, you were in, uh, you're in California, you ran that race, and you put your heart into it, and what happened after that? Okay, then after that, like I said, I set the American record. I uh, was home in 1983 and set the American record at the Tom Black Track Classic. Mm-hmm. So my mom and everybody came up. And, and in fact, my mom sung the national anthem uh, right before um, the race. Right. And so, you know, I, that really hyped me up, knowing that my mom sung the national anthem. I'm there at the track meet. Everybody, I'm running in front of my hometown. I'm running in front of my brother, everyone. So I knew that I was going to set the American record that day because the night before I ran that race over and over and over in my head. It, it, was, done, I, it was done before you hit the track. Yes. I knew I was going to, I knew I was going to, I knew I was going to set the American record. And so most people would get nervous knowing that everyone in town is there and looking at them. But for you, you were like, I ran this race already. I'm just going through the physical motion. Right, but now, oh no, but now I was nervous because every race that I raced, I was nervous. Oh, let me tell you, I would break out into hives. I would throw up before I ran, and I would just, I mean, I was a basket case. But I knew once that gun <laughs> went off, I was good to go. But before then, oh yeah, I was a basket case. But then when you hit that track, you kind of went into your own world. It was world, over. Right? Yes, yes, I was in my own world. <laughs> but but that, that's good stuff, see, because a lot of people... And I love the story. I love the story because a lot of people, when they face adversity or they face an issue, they face some sort of obstacle that's in their way, they let it stop them from going after their dreams, from fighting for what they believe and fighting for what they want. And you are a prime example, Sharifa. You're a prime example of someone that didn't let that get in their way. You're a prime example of someone that actually took that, hugged it, and took it with them as they move forward. Yes, and, at that at that particular time. Now, how how proud was your brother? How proud was he when you when you won? Oh, that? he was 
he was very proud. I mean, I mean, my mom and they just could not believe that I had set the, set the American record. It was just, it was a dream come true. And he probably stood there and said, yeah, yeah, that was my fault. <laughs> but, but that's good because you, you made you made your, your mama proud you made your family proud and you know you again as you said you got the key to the city you know um but how now you did that how where where did you go from there how did you get onto the olympic team was that the the moment well but the well what okay uh that year in 1983 the USA track and field came out with, uh, well, uh, the IAAF and USA track and field is the whole combined body, uh, had, uh, a team that's called the world championship team, which they, in fact, the world championship this year will be, um, the end of August, August the 22nd over in Beijing, China. But we were the first one to make the world championship, which was held in Helsinki, Finland, which was Jackie Joyner, Kersey, she was on the team, Valerie Briscoe, Chandra Cheeseboro, Carl Lewis, uh, Flo Joe, uh, uh, Greg Foster, uh, Benita, Delisa, all, Joetta Clark, all of us, we were all on this first United States of America World Championship team. So if you, they kind of calculated, if you make the world championship team, nine out of ten, you will make that Olympic team. But some of people that made the world championship didn't make the Olympic team. So I went over to Helsinki, made the world championship team, got sick the day before uh, my, uh, the semifinal of my race. Um, I had, um, um, oh, what was it called? I can't forget, uh, can't think. But anyway, I was rushed to the hospital okay. and was really, really sick. And Dr. Adam, who is still the team physician for the, for the United States, uh, track and field, he's the head physician, um, uh, took me there. So he said, uh, so I was real sick. They had to, you know, draw blood and everything. So he said, Sharifa, you're not, uh, able to, you won't be able to run the next day. I said, oh, yes, I am. He said, no. He said, sweetheart, you're not understanding. He said, you're weak. I did not care. Hmm. I was going to get out there and run. So here I go again, <laughs> getting in those blocks and determined to make that final of that, uh, the first, uh, United States world championship team. I ended up taking ninth at the very end, a girl, uh, uh, in fact, Sandra Farmer, Patrick, who is my best friend, she outlinked me at the end, so I didn't make it to the final. But my determination was not, and being sick was not going to stop me from running in that semifinal. Wow, you know, and you could easily said, "Yeah, okay, I'm not going to run," and then that, your 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 whole story would have changed. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, see, it's that that determination, that determination. So from there, and you, you know what, and ahead. you know what, Lou, what? you know what, the determination comes in is because as when we were growing up. My mom and my dad, they instilled that in us. They said nothing in life is free. So don't ever let anyone tell you that something in life is free. You have to work at it mm -hmm. because you want, you want to respect the next person. You want to treat them the way you want to treat, be treated. And if in, whatever God has for you is for you. Work hard, be smart, and always give God the praise and the glory and respect your fellow person. And that's that's these are the words you live by, and yes, and, and again, and I teach my children. Yeah, and and you know the thing is, we're gonna take a break in a second. 
But when we come back, I want to we we're going to talk about how you know how you got on that Olympic team, and then we're going to talk about everything else you have going on because you know we're not going to have the opportunity during the whole show to put put everything in here because we would be on we would have a five hour you know mini series. <laughs> yeah. So, but we're, but 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 we're going to do we're going to take a quick break right now, and we're going to come back with you uh to go over uh you know some other things i mean because your story is compelling you get you have me wanting to even re-listen to this after we're done which <laughs> okay thank okay. you for having me all right no problem so just hey, stay with us and listen to stay with us we're going to be back with olympian olympic gold medalist sharifa boxdale on the ucw radio show <laughs> Blinded my whole life Many times I lost myself Looking for love Many times I get myself In heart and soul And pain and sorrow Well left focus in my life Once again I fell over the same mistake I think illusion put myself away from me I try to find in someone else But now
welcome back to the UCW Radio Show, and we've been speaking with an Olympian here, Sharifa Barksdale. Sharifa, welcome back after we after Thank this, you. This, this little break. Your your story, uh, very compelling, very compelling. And when we left off before the break, we were talking about how you got on the Olympic team. Um, so let's go into that. Okay. Well. Six months before the Olympic, uh, before the Olympic uh, trials, uh, I had strained my hamstring really bad, and so did Benita Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, will we even be able to get our hamstring right before we even go out there and compete? So with the, all the rehab and everything, we finally got our hamstring you know, probably I would say about 80, 85%. It wasn't 100% because Benita and I, we both had to wear those uh, hamstring sleeves on our hamstrings. Okay. So we went out there to, uh, in fact, Chandra Cheeseboro was living in Knoxville, Tennessee. And so that was during the summertime. So I lived with her during the summer. So we would train and everything. So we was packing up, getting ready to go out to L.A. for the 1984 Olympic trials. And so I said, cheese. I said, we need to pack enough clothes where we won't have to come back here to Knoxville, Tennessee, because we're getting ready to make this team, and we're getting ready after we make the team to go to Europe to compete. So she said, I know that's right, Sharika. She said, I know that's right. So we packed up our stuff because we knew that we was going to be on that team. Mm -hmm. So we head out there to L.A. So my mom and everybody, brother, all my sisters and stuff was back in Tennessee. So now it's time for my race to begin. Now, they made it through the other rounds because Lauren C. Grace and Terry Crawford had already told us how to preserve our energy before the final mm-hmm. in hoping that we would make it to the finals. Okay. So now we're coming out of the tunnel. So, you know, remember, I just told you that I'm a basket case. Right. I get high and I break out to the sweat and I get sick. So we're walking down there and, this, um, and so we walk into the... Um, to the um, to the starting line. So mm-hmm. there was, uh, I was ranked at that time. I was ranked number two because in the in the past I was ranked number one. So this girl by the name of Judy Brown King, they had her. Uh, they had me winning. They had Judy Brown King coming in second. They had Lori McCullough coming in third. That's what the predictions were. Mm-hmm. So we get on the track, and so uh, it said um, the man he comes on. He said, "Runners, take your mark." By this time, I'm sick. I'm about to throw up, and I throw up. And so now this is on TV. This is on so TV Renard, that you threw up? Yes, nice. yes, and I'm throwing up. So Renard O'Neill-Meyer, which they call Skeet, which was, uh, was a commentator back then, he said, oh, my God. He said, I cannot believe we're going to have to go to a commercial break. <laughs> Sharifa Barks had just threw up. So now everybody's mad because I don't threw up on the track, and they have to come and wipe my lane off. So now they go to a commercial break now, so now I'm gathering my composure so now we get back on there so they say runners take your mark so we get down there in the blocks and everything so the gun goes off now remember i told you if i'm taking i'm gonna take that they're gonna have to come and catch me so i'm over that first so i'm running 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 so now we're coming down that straight away so now i see judy brown pass me so now remember now when you're running because you see somebody pass you start to tighten up because you're trying to you know, beat that person. So I'm tightening up. I can feel this tightness in my shoulder rising up. Mm-hmm. So now Judy Brown passes me. So then 
this girl from Florida State, I know Angela because Angela Wright, we ran against each other, but she wasn't even supposed to have been in there. So now I see Angela Wright uh, pass me. So that's the first and second spot to make the Olympic team because they only take three. So, like, I'm, I'm thinking I've got to get up on. I've got to make this Olympic team. Yeah. Lord Jesus, i got to make it. So then Lori McCullough and I we leaned at the finish line. So now they done popped up Judy Brown, number one. Angela Wright, number two. So I'm sitting, and and um and um Lori McCullough, we sitting on the ground waiting for that final. Well, I knew that I had outlined her. I just knew I had. So we're still waiting. Seemed like it was like maybe thirty minutes, but I know it was probably maybe two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. So then when they flashed up, Sharifa Barson let me tell you. I mean, I'm smiling right now. <laughs> Man, I jumped up. I turned cartwheels. I was screaming like I had freaking lost my mind. That was the best day of my life when I was named to the United States of American Olympic team to represent our country. Man, I, I, it's like I was there. I'm reliving it. Yeah, but that that's amazing stuff because how many people can say that they've done that? And it's not even just doing it. It's how you did it. Yes. It's, it's, it's the journey. And that's why I love doing this show because it's the journey to how you got there. Because if you right. if you would have made one wrong move, maybe not. Maybe you if you didn't get along with your brother, or you had an argument with him. You probably wouldn't have did that. If if your mother would have said, "Ah, you know what? No, I don't think I'm gonna let her do that," and then you didn't go to the to, to the uh, to the summer camp, then you know things would have been different. A, a lot of things would have been different for you. It's just one slight change, which is really interesting. Right, and and you know, it's so and so amazing. But I didn't let my hamstring affect me. Mm. I didn't let anything clog my 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 mind because my main thing was making the Olympic team. And out of the corner of my, because I was on, I was in lane five. Mm. Lori McCullough was in lane six, and I just glanced at her at the corner. I'm like, oh no, not today, sister girl. And I <laughs> outleaned her. I mean, I really said that not today, sister girl. I outleaned her, and. It was like I say, it was just, I just can't, I can't even believe it to this day that I made that Olympic team. Well, you did. Because that was my, because you know what, that was my dream as a little, as a child growing up because I used to read about Wilma Rudolph Mm -hmm. and I would see and hear about Wilma Rudolph because that was my idol. But what really, really sparked a fire under me is when I was a freshman in high school. I'm going to take you back to my freshman year in high school Mm -hmm. and I went to the library. And I asked the librarian, I said, can you give me a book on Wilma Rudolph? And so she said, why do you want a book on Wilma Rudolph? I said, because one day I'm going to be an Olympian. She said, oh, silly girl, you're not going to be an Olympian. So she didn't let, she did not help me find a book on Wilma Rudolph. So it took me about 30 minutes to find the book. I found it, checked it out, and took it home. Well, after I made made the Olympic team, I'm going to take you back. After I made the Olympic team and came back home, mm-hmm. they had this big celebration for me. Mm-hmm. So the woman, the librarian who told me this, she had to give me give me an award standing up there and had to introduce me. So she said in front of everybody, I have so much respect for her, mm-hmm. because she said it in front of everybody that was there at my uh, ceremony. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm the librarian that told Sharifa. Why do you want the book on Wilma Rudolph? And I want to apologize to her in front of everyone because if she would have listened listened to me, she probably wouldn't have been an Olympian. So for that, I respect her. So, you know, if there's a child 
if there's anyone out there that has dreams and goals, never let anyone tell you that you can because you can. Mm -hmm. You can do anything, whether you're old, young, and you want to go back to school, if you want to do this or that, you can do it. You can do it. And it's, it's just about making it happen and believing in yourself, and that's what you've been doing your whole life, Sharifa. You've been, you believed in yourself. And, you know, the thing is, is not only do you believe in yourself and not only did you get the, as I said earlier, you got the key to the city, they, they built a track. I mean, you went from running on grass to be, to representing yeah. this country and, and, and the, and with, with, with legends. And, yes. and it's just, I mean, these are people that are in history books and you were part of that. And I yes, think that's, sir. and that's amazing. That's amazing stuff because there will never be a 1984 Olympic team like, like they, I mean, they will never be repeated in that I think anyway in history because you have those moments. You have those moments right. that stand the test of time and that was one of them. Yes. And you know what's so amazing, Lou? What's so amazing is that the times that we ran back there in 1984 mm -hmm. are the times that they're running here in 2015. Right. You know, but if you see, and here's the funny thing, that if your record, see, your records that you made, that's a benchmark for people. They say, hey, you know what? It can be done. And it forces yes. people to fight harder to try to do it and do better. Because you don't want them to just do what you do. Do better than what I did. Do better. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. And that's what you hope for. That's why we, that's, I know when somebody breaks your record that you're going to be happier for them than they are for themselves. Yes, because records are made to be broken. Right. And if someone can break my records, that's great. If someone can break another person, that's great. You know, I'm proud of them. I'm proud when I see other young people accomplish the goals that they have set out to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that's, again, you, you inspire so many people. And I want to go back to when you first were able to go on that to that summer camp. Because that, that person that, that gave you that opportunity they have an influence on your life today because you're giving that opportunity to another generation of future Olympians today. Yes, yes. And, you know, that was my first time riding on the airplane. So my mom said, now, Sharifa said, when you go on the airplane, you're going to have some turbulence. So don't be scared. You just sit there and, and pray to God and let God uh, uh, take you where you need to be. And Ralph Boston, let me tell you something. That man, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, Ralph Boston, he believed in me so much that he was there from the, from the beginning to the end. And to this day, mm -hmm. Ralph and I, we still talk and communicate to this day. Well, Ralph, you know, glasses up to you because you, him believing in you gave you the opportunity and is even allowing us to do this show today. You yes, know, sir, and I'm gr very grateful and very honored to be on your show. Well, well thank you for that. Now, I, I want to talk about what the great thing you're doing with your summer camp. Well, I have a, I have a summer camp that uh, I partner with um, uh, Center College. And before before we partnered with Center College, uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey and I were best friends, and we had the camp. We started the camp a year prior to partner with Center College. Mm -hmm. And what we wanted to do was bring in other Olympians and have them to be a part and give back to 
uh, the young kids that uh, was part of the camp. And mm -hmm. so the camp now has been in progress for six years. Mm -hmm. It was one year with Jackie Jordan Curse and I, and then the last five years has been at Center College with uh, Lisa Owens, who is the director of uh, of Maximum Velocity mm -hmm. uh, Track and Field Academy. But you, but you, when, when you have the opportunity you give to these kids, I want you to go through that because I know the story, but our listeners don't. Why don't you tell us what opportunity you actually give to them? Well, we give out at least 20 to 25 scholarships. And uh, we want them to be able, if they have a dream, we want them to be able to fulfill that dream by coming to the camp. And uh, I have brought in um, a world record holder, Kevin Young, uh, Olympian, and he's Olympian, and Olympian uh, Dwight Phillip. I brought in Olympian Aretha Thurman, Rose Mundy, who uh, is part of the United States Olympic uh, staff, and she just been named to the 2016 Olympic staff. Brought in Terrence Tremell, Doc, uh, Doc uh, Patton, um, just a numerous uh of uh, Olympians that have given up their time to come in to help another athlete fulfill their dreams. So you're giving you give you give away scholarships, but it's beyond the scholarship for a kid to go, you know, an athlete, a young athlete to go to a summer camp for track and track and field, and for them to sit on a daily with Olympians, people that been there people that broke that that set records for them to learn yes. from them do you, how do you put a price tag on that you can't you you can't you know what what's so great about it that the the athletes the kids that have come to the camp they have went on to be a part of the junior olympics we had five five uh youth that went to the Junior Olympics for the USA track and field, and then we had about six or seven that participated in the AAU mm -hmm. uh, Junior Olympics. So th they're they're learning from the best, and when you can learn from the best, nines out of ten, and if you have someone pushing you, you're going to be the best. We had Tyson Gay that has come and participate. Batman Brashawn, uh Jackson uh, always oh, just, it's just been uh, Otto Bowden uh, from Trinidad, uh, he's done the camp. So uh, giving back to these kids and letting them get the opportunity to experience learning from the best from the Olympians, that's a dream come true for me because I want to give back because someone gave to me. And you're paying it forward, and that's the best way you can do it, by giving an opportunity, you know, to people, these athletes, that normally they wouldn't have this opportunity. No, sir. No, sir. They they wouldn't. And and then at the end, I asked them. Well, not even at the end. Every time we break right before a lunch, I point to one one of the athletes that's in the that's sitting in the crowd, and I asked them, "What did you learn today?" Because if you hadn't learned anything, then we're not doing our job. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what what did you learn. So they can tell me, you know, hey, I learned this today. I learned how to do this. I know how to do a drive phase. Lauren Williams, she uh, came right off from winning the silver medal for bobsledding, and she came to the camp and gave back uh, to the uh, to the youth. 
Wow, that, that that's great stuff. That's great stuff because you know, and you know, the thing is, uh, these young athletes for them to just have that experience, and it mean it means the world to them. You know, when when you and I were at the Melrose Games recently, uh, just looking at these these young athletes, and when they got to meet you and their eyes opened up like big saucers because they, they were like, I'm with an Olympian and they got so excited. They didn't even know what to say. But just having that impact on people in a positive way is is fantastic. And, you, and a lot of these, these young athletes, they need that. They need something to reach for. They need someone to inspire them to say, hey, you know what? I did this. So could you. And that's that's what you've been doing all this time. Well, thank you. And I, and I try, you know, it's by the grace of God. I'm watching. The, I'm always watching, so I know. <laughs> I know what you're doing. And you know what? It's by the grace of God because God has truly blessed me with a lot of talent. Mm. And I want to give back. It's just like um, my daughter. She has um, a classmate in college that she, you know, this is her last year. Mm -hmm. And so she said, Miss Sharifa, she said, can you train me? I said, if you can get up here to Lexington, Kentucky, I will train you. She stayed at my house. I trained her for a month and a half, and now she's gone back uh, to college today with my daughter. So I want to give back. Mm -hmm. No matter w whether small, big, or whatever, I want to give back because, again, it was given to me. And, and, I, and I love that attitude. And the thing is, too, is that, you know, that, that determination and that and that something extra inside of you you it, it trickled down to your kids yes you know let, let's talk about you have you have you have two kids that are doing some amazing stuff <laughs> <laughs> yes yes and i'm very i'm one of those parents that are very very proud of them but um you know lou when you bring up your children and you bring them up in the ammunition of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I have to give honor and thanks to God because without him ordering my footstep, mm -hmm. and if it was not for me being hard on my children the way I am hard on them, I don't think that they will be able to accomplish what they have accomplished. Anything that my children ask of me, I'm going to do it, and I'm not going to give them 100% nor shortchange them. I'm going to give them 200%. Right. My daughter, Gentile, uh, she attends University uh, St. Augustine University in Raleigh, North Carolina. She was just named the queen of the school, and uh, she works, she does her internship for the CIAA. She just, got, she just finished her internship with USA Track and Field. She's a sideline reporter. She has her own show that's called Welcome to the G Show. And she's just has she just has blossomed, and she's uh, made the dean's list ever since day one that she's been in college. My son, he's getting ready to go into his senior year in high school. He's a football uh, player, and uh, he's been recruited by different colleges and stuff like that. So just staying on them and making sure that they seek God first, mm -hmm. follow their dreams, and never let no one tell them that they can't. Or cannot because they are somebody they will let nothing stand in their way because the sky's the limit. And I have programmed that into them in, you know, since they were little because I used to have a dance group that's called, that was called Kentucky Diamonds, Katie Boys, mm -hmm. and Top Notch. And so it started with them and I went and did it for the inner city children free. 
So I will raise money and send them all over the United States. We would do praise dances. We went to Washington, D.C., Atlanta, everywhere to perform. But we also gave back to the community because I took them into the nursing home to perform for the elderly. Right. Let them know one day we may get, we will become all and someone may have us in the nursing home and we will hope someone will come back and give to us in, through praise dancing and just visiting and talking to them. It's, it's, it's all about giving something back and paying it forward and doing some good. And, I, you know, I speak about this all the time. I don't care how successful you are. If you're not giving back, you're not so successful. That's right. You have to give That's back right. Because it's, it's not for us to keep. You have to give, That's right. You have to give it back. That's right. You have to give it back. You can borrow it, but you have to give it back and, and kind of send that elevator down for other people to rise up. And that's what that's what we do in life. You know, but even yeah. even with your kid, I mean, your kids are doing great stuff. And tell your daughter she cannot have my job. Uh, tell her, you know, <laughs> you know, but you, you'll, you'll, you'll have ESPN knocking on her door at some point. I'm sure about that. She has, she has a, I've seen her in action. She has a future. And your son, too, he's, you know, he's, he's out there hustling on the field, doing his thing. He has his, his own, uh, his own persona, which is fantastic. He's doing, I mean, he's, 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 uh, he's, he's getting ready for the NFL, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to get him that, trying to get him that college scholarship, uh, and everything, trying to get him there. He went to, uh, University of, uh, Tennessee, um, uh, football camp and he ended up getting three interceptions there. And then this just past two weeks ago, he was on a seven, on seven and got three interceptions and everything. So I worked with him on his speed, getting his 40 time down so he's coming he's coming along he's just got to keep grinding mm -hmm. keep working hard because at the end of the day as i tell him you cannot hide hard work if you put in the hard work things are going to come to you and, and how cool is it to have a mom that was an olympian that knows how to run knows how to jump and he's getting taught by the best that's that's great Thank you. And, you know, and like I told him, I said, you know, you, you just have to work hard because everybody is doing what you're doing. So the early bird catches the worm. Mm -hmm. And then this is my motto when I train athletes because I train anywhere from basketball players to football to soccer to uh, uh, baseball, all of those sports I teach speed and agility. Mm -hmm. But I also let them know when they come to me and I let their parents know. Winners train, mm -hmm. losers complain. Which one are you? And, you and I want that kid to answer, I'm a winner, because you are a winner. Now let's go to work. And when I say work, you say hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, because at the end of the day, again, you cannot hide hard work. That's it. That's it, you know, and then you're, you're changing lives. And, and, I, and I love the story. I love your journey today. And you your journey continues to evolve, you know, and even where you are today, it didn't come without adversity. We didn't go into that's a, right. We didn't go through through a lot of stuff. I don't know if you want to touch on that now, but you 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 went through some adversity even after the Olympics, which actually, again, it could have it could have changed your life even further, but you didn't allow it to. It could have changed your life in a negative way, but you didn't allow right. it to. You know, so again, I don't, I don't know if you want to touch on that. If you, if you do, we can. If not, we can just, uh, you know, go into, uh, what else you have going, what, what the other things that you have going on. Well, the thing about, I would touch on just a little. When, when you talk about adversity, mm -hmm. um, 
either whatever you're going through is either gonna is either gonna make you or it's gonna break you. Right. And the thing about going through adversity, if you have a great support system there that's feeding you positive things instead of negative things, you can pull out of that in adversity. Mm. But because I have come from a strong background that has been there for me, I have overcome a lot of adversity. So don't think because I'm, you know, talking about what I've done, the path that I have been has not been a pretty path. Mm -hmm. And, and and this is what people need to understand because you look at the end result and that's fantastic. You got the end result. But as we do on this show, we talk about the journey, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because that's at, right. at the end of the day, without that journey, you have no story. That's right. That's right. And my story uh, during that period of time uh, has been a journey that I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Mm -hmm. So everything that looks good ain't always good because see the smile that I wore on my face for 20 years, it was only there to fool the public. Mm -hmm. A face of a clown, a tears of a clown. And you did that and it was hard for you to do. Yes, 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 and especially being a single parent and trying to raise your kid thinking that you're married. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's tough. I mean, for any single parent, it's tough. Uh, again, when you, when you face that adversity uh, as you have, and we're not going too deep into that here, but we will at a future date, um, but it forced you to either – Make a choice, as you said. Yes. Either yes. You're, you're gonna you break, either gonna you, you, right. You either gonna live or you're gonna die. Right. And, and, and I chose to and I chose to live. And in your case, that's literal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know that that was either you're gonna live or you're gonna die, and you choose to you you made a choice to fight and live, and I commend you on that. You know, so just you know, and I'm I'm happy that 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 has not jaded you that didn't kill your spirit yes it could have because it could have yeah. yes i mean it, it, i mean honestly uh women that have been through that they mean well people have been through that you know you 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 get your spirit killed there's no prosthetic for that once that's gone that's it you're you're, you're it's gone it's hard it's hard to get back yeah, yeah. and because I, i'm blessed because i am a strong woman I'm blessed because God has never left me. I will tell you at a later date, <laughs> if oh. we ever, if, if once I, if I can have the opportunity to come back on your show. Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. That, that's the, that's why I didn't want to get into too much here. Uh, so we'll, you know, we, we, cause we have to actually leave that for a later date because that's going to be a conversation with, within itself. And for our listeners, uh, out there when we do when we, you know Sharifa and, and myself we're going to do a, a special series and we're going to make the announcement at some point in in the next week or so and uh, it's going to be it's going to be one that you want to tune into uh because it may and that may I know it's going to help a lot of people 
that may be going through certain things in their life and it's actually going to help you to get through it because you're going to see someone that did and um and that that's all that I'm going to get into here but what I want to do Sharifa because you and I can do this show for hours and hours but yes <laughs> but you know we don't have that time uh do me a favor can you give uh, your website information for the summer camp and give your social media information uh, to our listeners yeah. so they can follow you and see what's going on and you know uh, so they can go see what's going on with you your kids everything else and your superstar family <laughs> okay my my camp uh, website is www.mbtfa.com Okay. And my uh my tw- my Twitter account is s bark b a r k nineteen eighty four and that's also my Instagram. I look forward to you all following me because I have a lot of positive saying on my um on my Twitter account and uh, Instagram, and I'm Sharifa Barksdale on Facebook, and I look forward to hearing from you and sharing positive input in your life. There you go. And for all the listeners out there, definitely you want to stay on top of Sharifa Barksdale's, uh, you know, other chapters in her life that are going on because she's doing some good out there. She's helping kids out, helping athletes out. And trust me, the, 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 you have these young athletes that are at our camp. These are potentially future Olympians. So you, you're going to hear a lot about her uh, more than you have. And I hope that her story inspired you because you sure inspired me. And Sharifa, I want to thank you for coming on and uh, and taking the time. And I, Because I know right now you're in the middle of your season, so we have to actually etch this out. It took us a couple of weeks to do it, but we got it done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And again, Lou, thank you once again for having me on your show and giving me an opportunity to speak on your platform. No, it's, it's my pleasure, and thank you for coming on. And we're going to have you on again, and we're going to make the announcement for the future shows. Uh, and uh, for our listeners, thank you for, for tuning in. And make sure you go to ucwmagazine.com, check out the other shows and see the other guests, great guests we have uh, coming on. And we have some more you know interesting guests and great stories to share with you guys. So make sure you come back. Initiating shutdown sequence. To UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.